Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club. The film review show where we say things like, so, this is what it looks like when you make a basketball film and then remove all the basketball. And sitting opposite me, we've got Tobias. Hello. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> I, I tell you what, I am flying high like a bird, I am. <laughs> but just a singular bird. Just not, not plural. Because if you put plural in it, then that means that Oasis has split up again. Is that, is that what that means? Yeah, because um, is it Noel? One of the brothers is Noel and the High Flying Birds. That's his band. I couldn't have told you that. Yeah, <laughs> that's not geeky enough for me. That's that's a whole other realm. That yeah. <laughs> so, oh, Tobias, yeah. we yeah, watched man. a sport film. Uh, we did, but as you basically mentioned, it's a sport film without any sport in it, <laughs> which for us isn't actually a bad type of sport film. Oh no, it was because I can enjoy a sports film. You can I enjoy have. the action of it, can't you? I, I can get into a sports film, but what I found with High Flying Bird is there was more basketball in Teen Wolf. <laughs> and that's about a werewolf. I know. <laughs> oh, wow. That's like saying I'm learning things by watching Buffy the high school years. Yeah, which Jeez, be, to be fair... You could. It's true. It's true. Yeah, that wasn't a good analogy, Liam. That has actually got a lot of information in that series. Uh So, uh, but no, High Flying Bird, which is, I'm going to read the synopsis according to the Netflix synopsis. When an NBA lockout sidelines his big rookie client, an agent hatches a bold plan to save their careers and disrupt the league's power structure. Yeah. Right. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that synopsis makes this film sound so much more exciting than it came across to me. I, right, okay, it's literally 90 minutes. Yeah. And whilst I didn't clock watch, I would say I felt those 90 minutes. Well, I, I mean, you watched it in one sitting, as did, most films yeah. should be taken in. I watched it in two chunks, basically. Because of life or because well, you had basically, a Amanda had a, had a nap in the day and I thought, well, I'll... The kids are playing upstairs on their own. Amanda's having a nap, so I will watch this film while I've got time. And obviously, I got about 40 minutes in, and everyone from upstairs was like, nope, now it's time to make some noise and come downstairs. I was like, oh, brilliant, okay. And you were just ready for a nap, though, 40 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. I was. Right. Now, now, I think it's probably a key thing to say. This isn't... We're not really the target audience of this film. No, but as said, whilst... Sports films aren't my genre. I can enjoy and have enjoyed sports films. No, I love sports. They, they... <laughs> it's a basketball. They're an... Yeah, they're making a new one as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Right. But but still, uh, that will be more of a fun one for us to review in the future. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the problem with that is Bugs Bunny's going to start looking old now. It's getting on a bit. He's got. He's a cartoon. I don't think that works. Crichton uh, right. was a robot, but he looked old. There are positives to say about this film. Yeah, there are. There are. Uh, but it's safe to say, rather than being about football, it's about the polis. No, no, it's not even about football. It's about basketball. <laughs> you made the joke off cast when I messed the intro up about saying, I think you watched a different film. I think you watched a different <laughs> film. Because <laughs> no, this the... is a basketball film. I said the... Yeah, but there's none of it in it. That's my point. It's more about the politics yeah. behind it. And yeah. I have to say... As little as I'm interested in sport, I'm even less interested in the politics. 
mean, the, the key plot point is that it's set during a uh, lockout. And I may, I don't know if it was a mistake or a good thing. It's probably more of a mistake. I waited about 60 minutes to an hour 10 before Googling what a lockout was. Oh, no. I went until I'd seen the film. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Because I, under, I understood to a point. Because what the film yeah. does do is, whilst it is acted, there's also a documentary side to it where they yeah. talk to proper, real basketball players about being a rookie and what it's like and all that kind of stuff. And I understood... Okay, well, I'm going to say the word understood loosely because, honestly, through the first 10, 20 minutes, it, what they were talking about and how they were talking, I could have easily put subtitles on and still not understood The problem it. is... It was a film that I think assumed that if you were watching it, you would have an idea of the topic. Yes. Because like but... the film opens basically to the agent and his one of his representatives talking about stuff. And basically was, his own yeah. representative. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it, there was a lot of lingo there. I mean, I ended that film knowing just as much as I went in knowing, really, to be honest. Because even now I don't fully understand the lockdown stuff. <laughs> Okay, well, the the lockdown was about rights, wasn't it? Uh, I don't think the players were getting paid a certain amount for, like, TV stuff. Um, so, basically, whilst during this lockdown, nobody can play NBA basketball. Just, no. it's... So, people are signed, but they're not getting any money. They're not yeah. getting to play anything. In fact, they're not even... They're not allowed to use NBA equipment. They they just can't do it because everything's sponsor sponsorship related, uh, and that's the politics side. And basically, the main character Ray, played by Andre Holland, who I don't know if you know, but he pitched the idea for the film. Yeah, he didn't write it. That was and let me check my notes. <laughs> uh, Terrell Alvin McCraney, who actually wrote Moonlight. Okay, I mean, I knew so, it was a I knew it was yes. a long name, and I did not write that one down. Yes. Uh, well, important because he is like a, a, an award-winning writer. And I mean, obviously... actually, it's got a good team behind it generally, and the cast aren't a weak cast. Oh no, most of a- them. Actually, this is what I mean. There's good things to say. Just as a basis, and this is going to be a spoiler alert for the end of this podcast. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree, <laughs> but I think that that does boil down for both of us to the fact that we're not super sporty, so it was never going to be our thing. But I mean, I agree. There are positive things for me I can take from this film, and we will discuss. Yeah, and the, it's just unfortunate that the negative is the topic and the plot. It didn't keep me, no. uh, and I have to say, for me, it was a series of scenes which didn't always feel connected. It felt very disjointed. The scenes that were there felt drawn out and sometimes unnecessary. Honestly, I mean, it is a 90-minute film, and that's actually a really... 90 minutes to two hours is a nice time for a film, I think. But you could have cut out half of it and still had the same film. Yeah, easily. Yeah, uh, I would say, and this is... I don't know, this is probably a controversial thing to say. (laughs) It's billed as a sports film, but it also unnecessarily, again, becomes a race film as well. Yeah, no, it does. It definitely does. And I don't, I didn't appreciate it 
to be honest, because that's not what I went in to watch. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, I get what you mean. And, and I also does, don't think it, it really needed itself it. as the sports. No, it didn't. Because, again, if you're from this kind of interest and that's what you want to watch, then this film probably ticked the boxes for you if you have an interest in the in basketball or the NBA. But um, for for someone who has no knowledge at all or even interest in the sport, sitting down to watch it, I was very lost. Um, I think as a filmmaker, you should make a film that appeals to, obviously, your market, your main audience, like who you're making it for. But if someone who's not from that audience sits down to watch it, they shouldn't feel like they've walked into the wrong building. I do think... Now, this is something I was thinking about, because actually I think it's very well written, because the dialogue is very natural, I guess you'd say, uh, although I will come back to that later. I think it's very clever dialogue. It, the actors are good. Um, but whilst I would say it's intelligent, I don't think it's intelligent to alienate your guest audience. No, I and, mean, guest up, for me, it did. Yes, uh, I agree. There were, it wasn't particularly accessible. I, I think a film about a subject should still be understandable to someone who actually doesn't know that subject. Surely the aim of a... Say just in general, a sports film about basketball. Not even yeah. with this this particular film. The, the aim of any filmmaker when making a basketball film should be: if someone who isn't interested in basketball does choose to watch it, surely by the end of that film, you want them to go, "Oh, I'd like to learn a bit more about basketball." Maybe Do you know it should yeah. have something. It shouldn't make them go, "Well, that's enough basketball for me," <laughs> you know, yeah. forever. Um, no, to be honest, this was. My fault because you were happy when we went through that list that we started off with. You yeah. were happy to take this film out of the list, yeah. and I went, No, we should have a sports film on the list. I mean, I do agree that I do agree yeah. because we need to cover the bases, but this isn't what I would class as a sports film. No, there are lots of good, like Fields of Gold is a good one, Fields of Glory. I mean, even what's well, the, the, the what's that famous one about the ice hockey team, Mighty Ducks? Mighty Ducks okay. is a great film. There are some really good sports films. I mean, they're more like family f- sports yes. films, but they are yeah. still enough I mean, about sport. Jerry Maguire has got a lot of uh, American football in it. Uh, one of my, I wouldn't say a favourite film, but I like Wimbledon. You know, and those are yeah, Wimbledon's good. that's a love story. But you see the sport, yeah, and in fact, think you can get tension from the sport. If I mean, a film about a sport should open the windows and doors for everyone so they see it and experience it. This actually felt like it put the walls up. Well, I guess, in a way, that might be, trying to play devil's advocate here, it's doing a lockout, so it's a sports film at a time that no one can play the sport. Yeah. So that, for a start, means that we can't see the sport because they're not allowed to play the sport themselves. (laughs) That is true. It makes sense. There is one basketball game in the entire film and... We don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> because you're not meant to say it, see it because it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, we see like the... a, cl- a quick clip of it, don't we, on the news and stuff. Yeah, um... yeah because actually this... Is... Okay, because going back to synopsis, it does say about the agent hatches a bold plan. I kind of forgot that aspect of it while watching I did, it. because when I stopped watching the film, the first half, yeah, it hadn't happened. No. So literally, I was... I got to the point where we made a joke that I might not go back to it. 
because yeah. obviously <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't finished Fragrant Queen yet. And if you listen yeah. to the main podcast, that makes more sense. Yeah. But um, and the thing is, going back to it, I was like, at this point, there's nothing in this film for me. No. Um, and I really had to force myself to sit and watch through the second half, as it were. I mean, as a rule, we've said before that when it comes to watching films, you're more of a sit and do stuff while you watch a film, and I'm more of a just sitter and watcher. Yeah. The second half of this film, I took on your role, and I had my phone, and I was doing bits while watching it, because I don't know if I'd have made it. Well, I don't have that option, because my laptop broke. Uh, That's true. And so I could, I had to watch the film. And of the three films that we watched for this Manic Film Club, it was the hardest one. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I mean, we've we've already very briefly touched on casting with like um, yes. Andre Holland, and um, we, we've mentioned Melvin Gregg's character Eric, okay, but not now, by I'm, name. I'm going to so talk we, about. So we talk, yeah, so we talked generally yes. about the cast. I will. All right, Andre Holland. Obviously, it's his pitch, his idea for a film. Uh, he plays Ray, and actually, I mean, I've seen him before. In uh, he was in American Horror Story. Oh. I I do like him. I thought he was good. I didn't not like Ray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would question, from a plot point of view, if he really did put all of those things that happen through the course of the film into motion, like he claims he does, or if it just sort of happened and he kind of winged it. Took credit but, for it. Yeah, but I think he was a likable enough lead. As an actor, perfectly yeah. fine. Um, moving on to female lead, Zazie Beetz. Uh, I don't know if you... I, something I did notice, which was quite cool, because this, this came out in 2019. Um, in, a, in a shot that she's in, behind her is a billboard for Deadpool. Hey. Which she was in. She was dominant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool. She that's... was also good. I, yeah, I she really... was good. She was good. I'm going to have a... Right, my complaint, not complaint, that's not really the word, uh, with, is it Melvin? Melvin Gregg, who plays yeah. Eric, who is the NBA star, who has got himself mixed up with the loan shark. You know, he's got himself having a bit of an online war with one of his fellow players, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, the classic trash talking each other, Yeah, and then it kind of comes back to bite him. <laughs> my... my Right, so the character's called Eric. The actor's Melvin Gregg. I don't... I've never seen Melvin Gregg in anything else. Well, if you if want you... to, Sharknado 3. Oh. I've only seen the first one. I stopped <laughs> uh, there. You, you need to watch the sequel, mate, before you watch the uh, third one. Obviously, they're probably better. <laughs> right, cool. Uh... <laughs> He's also I, I... in the sitcom Black AF. Uh, uh, okay, yes. I, don't, I think it's an E4 one, but I might be wrong. Possibly. Right, well, had you told me he is a... He's not an actor. He's a real NBA player. I would have gone... I would have believed it and gone, isn't it a shame we didn't see him play then? Because his acting was either so brilliant at how realistic a basketball player he was, or so bad that he doesn't have to show emotion. I agree. For me, he was definitely... <laughs> considering he was a focus point for most of the film, Yeah, he was so dull visually. He was watch. a drain on everything. Yeah, and he it's was. Like, it's, it's a. It's lucky that everyone else in the cast had yeah. some charisma to them. <laughs> Considering that the opening is him talking to uh, Ray about how he owes a lot of money to some dodgy people, yeah, you'd think he'd look a little bit concerned. <laughs> well, at any point during the film where he should be concerned or upset or basically care in any way, 
I got nothing from it. No, nothing from it. <laughs> now, when we announced that we are going to watch this film, um, I yeah. don't remember if we said it on or off cast, you pointed out to me that it's it had some big bigger names in it. Yes. So it could be quite reliable. And I didn't actually look at any of it up. So I was pleasantly surprised when I saw Zachary Quinto appear in yeah. a almost throwaway role. Well, Ray's boss. Yeah. yeah. David uh, Starr, with two R's, so you know he's serious. Not the sort of role that I was surprised to see Zachary Quinto. Yeah. And likewise, Carl McLaughlin. I love Carl McLaughlin. Yeah. Uh, not really sure he was like a head up boss, but did he, was he for one of the channels? He was something higher, wasn't he? He had a bit of authority behind him. Yeah. Uh, it's also very interesting, I, I do think, that in the plot, I know we're kind of talking about cast at the moment, we'll just come back to that, but I just want to say in the plot, I mean, this is a Netflix original. And one of the things that the Ray apparently sets up, but he he fakes it, is that Eric will just have a thing on Netflix. They literally name check yeah. Netflix. <laughs> I thought, okay, well, that's that's cool. Although uh, <laughs> uh, we'll come back to the Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I actually I don't know all of the actors. Uh, no. Obviously, Carmen McLaughlin, Zachary Quinto, who I am fans of from other things. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Andre Holland and Zazie Beats, but I knew them. I'd seen them in other things. Yeah. And actually, yeah, the, for me, the, the weakest link was the basketball player. Yeah. I mean, I've read a couple of reviews of the film since yeah. watching to see what the general consensus was, to see if I was mm-hmm. out of touch. And the consensus is yes, I'm out of touch because this has been received quite well. Yeah. Um, like Rotten Tomatoes has given it like a ninety-five, or it might be ninety-three. Um, the, the 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 cast member that they all shout out though is Bill Duke, who yeah, plays right, Spencer the coach. Yeah, who, he's quite well known. I mean, who, he's in yeah, he's in a lot of films now. Including next, that's the thing I've got to point out because he plays. Um, is it Trash? 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 Who, yeah, you know, and obviously uh, Bill Duke is an old uh, black gentleman. Yeah, uh, we've most recently seen Trask played by yeah. Peter Dinklage. Who's not an old black gentleman. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I mean... Bill Duke's actually quite tall as well. They've had some <laughs> issues in the X-Men world kind of lining up the ageing process with, like, McAvoy turning into Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I feel like they've messed it up more with Trask. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's... Yes. <laughs> you, you and the thing out. is, I hadn't realised that until I was literally just researching for this. And then I was like, well, what else have you been in? Because I know who Bill Duke is. If you said the name, I'd go, okay, I know the face. Yes. But Bill Duke is one of those who he pops up in quite a lot. Well, he's been in it. He's been in a lot. That He's, he's yes. earned his stripes. Yeah, but without actually ever being the A-list himself. Yeah. Which is how come he's got so much credit to him. Yeah. He's one of those. He's kind of, I guess, would it be mean to call him B-list? Or even in C-list, I guess. He doesn't headline stuff. I don't but... think it's an insult. I think it's, it's a compliment to to your work ethic because it shows that you've got a passion because yeah. you'll do the projects if you know you want to do it. But um, cast-wise, yeah, apart from Melvin Gregg, who was a bit... But, and all of the NBA players who weren't actual NBA players were a bit lacklustre, but that is quite a sportsman thing. Yes, yeah, but, uh, but I think this is it. I ex- I mean, you look, at da- you look at David Beckham in any interview. I know, but he started acting. He started acting <laughs> now. And actually, I saw him in uh, King Arthur, and actually, he wasn't terrible. People took the mickey out of him. I've seen worse. In fact, the worst is Melvin Gregg. But, <laughs> 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 uh, but no, other than Melvin, sorry, Melvin, 
Uh, everyone else, actually, for a film that I didn't really enjoy, everyone was good in it. Yeah, yeah. No, I was not that side of it at all. I do agree, and I agree with what you're saying about the script wise. It is. Yeah. The conversations weren't bad conversations. I've written down the phrase slow and steady, because it is. There was no yeah. reason to rush these conversations, but I wanted them to. Yes. Um, I guess. The film it Saving in... Grace was me constantly going, I'm not their audience. That's what I was saying to myself a lot. Going, but that, sh- that shouldn't be the saving grace. No, that's not a good thing to happen. I go into sports films. Sports film isn't my genre, but I can enjoy them. I don't like war films, but I've enjoyed war films. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, I have yet to enjoy a Western, but maybe we'll get there. Who knows? <laughs> but this, for a genre that I've seen, this this doesn't, it's not up there. It's not the spotlight, is it? Uh, no, and I mean, it's, but even by a director who I like, yeah, uh, Soderbergh. Soderbergh, yeah, done a lot of films. Ocean's Eleven for a start is, yeah, Ocean's I Eleven, really... 13, Aaron Brockovich, Magic Mike, Traffic, yeah, Magic Mike, <laughs> the pinnacle of his career. Uh, but now, the one, it, I, one I, oh, yeah. what are you gonna say? Uh, possibly I'm gonna shred over your, well, you go, okay. I'll, I'll uh, see I was gonna say, this is an important film. For him, as in it's well, it's a second film, and I didn't know this until I was reading about it afterwards. I think I think it's what I was going to point out, and if it is, it's something that I didn't know either. But it makes sense. Something, once you something watched that it. I noticed, and when I need to check up on this film, I need, and it's one of the things I googled while watching it because I was thinking some of the angles and the shots of this film, I was thinking they're quite interesting choices, and yeah. of course they were. Because it was shot on an iPhone 8, the entire yeah. film. Yeah. And, but it's, it's its second film. Yeah, because the other one was Unsane. Unsane? Now, this is. Seen. No, I hadn't even heard of it. But apparently, that was his first film, which I guess you could call a trial film, which he was in talks with Netflix to put there. But it didn't happen. But what he said to them was, My next film, I'll come straight to you, Netflix. Mm. Uh, so I don't exactly know the route of when Andre Holland pitched this idea i don't know if he pitched it to steven soderbergh or the writer yeah. first i don't know which way it went but obviously ended up at netflix uh because steven soderbergh said uh, he understood what sort of film this was and it, he said it wouldn't do well at the cinema because it's too niche yeah perfectly yeah. it's definitely too niche i mean I, I couldn't have guessed it was filmed on an iPhone, but it was one of the things of it was about the first 15, 20 minutes. I was thinking when it was a lower light, they were choosing some angles like they'd be sitting at a table and the phone well, the, for the camera would have been like below them looking up at them. And I was thinking that's an interesting kind of angle. Yeah, then, I mean, they, they, they did use... And I saw it and I was like, that's, that's quite interesting. They used... It wasn't just the iPhone. They used uh, something called an anamorphic lens. Right, I've looked into this. Yeah, an, an anamorphic lens is solely a lens that you attach to the front of it. You can buy little versions of it, and yeah. it, what it does, it just allows you to film in widescreen, basically. Yes, it allows you to film in widescreen, but still get your quality. Well, what I would say is that one thing that we've talked about for me is the most impressive thing about the film. Well, I agree. I fully agree. It, it, it may me as a writer and someone who directs stuff. I'm like, yeah. well, maybe I could do a film. Yes, and I can, <laughs> I'm going to follow that up because actually I thought exactly the same thing. Yeah, you know, we've spoken before about trying to write stuff. Yeah, and put stuff out. Now, considering this was filmed on an iPhone 
a it took three yeah. weeks to film and literally he finished putting the first edit together three days after it finished filming that's crazy you say and because the software that they use to edit the film is called filmic pro and it's an iphone app and it <laughs> costs 14 pound 99 you could buy it for your phone right now off the app store Basically, what we're saying is the most expensive thing about it was the actors. Yeah. 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 But it, it, doesn't it show you that, yes, this film might not have been for us. We might not have approved of everything. But the actual filming and cinematography of it was actually quite impressive. Because yeah. there was one scene which I re- I, it goes back to actually our review of after, uh, not Afterlife. That's the Ricky Gervais series. Um, Private Life. Private Life. Where, where um, oh, what's the actor's name? Paul, Paul Giamatti. He he run they run and have an argument down the street. It's yeah. a continued shot. This has one very early on after the oh. initial scene of um, Ray just walking down the street and it just follows him. It, it just pans along the building and I was like, "This is awesome. I like this the, the angles." It felt arty without being too arty. Yeah, not arty, arty enough to take you out of the film. Not arty like Private Life, where there were really different. There were filters over it. Very mm. very arty. This was arty in a more positive subtle way with well, camera angles and stuff which i did like not maybe i shouldn't be saying this it, to our listeners but it's given me a little bit of hope because it's kind of not the subject matter but we could do a film like that i'm just i'm just yeah, saying no, that's the thing. It's <laughs> a, i think it's we're us saying that a basketball film should make you want to have an interest in basketball this has done that bit for film Yes. This exactly. is gone. You know what? It, filming is achievable. I'm a playwright. Everything I do is theatre-based. But I've I've written screenplays. I want to go that way. And it's... Everyone goes. Why don't you just film it yourself? I don't know how to. I've suddenly no, got an exactly. idea how to. And I, I, <laughs> between the two of us, I edit. And yes. This is something I think... that I've looked into and I thought, you know, it, to be honest, I could use it for, my, for my, myself anyway. Yeah. All so the lockdowns down. And to be mm. honest, right... What a shame! A lot of the TV shows that we watched wasn't filmed on I or an A because they probably would be able to be put out now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean that for me the strongest element of this film is that fact is the iPhone yes. fact and the fact that actually when you watch it, if nobody told you, you wouldn't have guessed. No, I do wonder. It's probably absolutely fine, but this obviously never went to big screen. I do wonder how it would be at the cinema. Whether it translate quite as well, yeah. But but because then for me, there was, was a couple of shots where I was watching it once I knew, thinking, "Oh yeah, I can see it." I see. I I learned it about halfway through because you were tapping on your phone while yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were some shots that I saw, and I was thinking, once I knew, I was like, I can see it. Having filmed like YouTube oh, videos yeah. on my phone, like depth and the way obviously they used a, they'd used a professional mic attachment for vocals and stuff. Oh. Which is easily doable. You can buy them as well, but um, no, it was impressive. It was it generally Tell was you quite what, impressive. Just this film alone, about how nice it looks, surely has to change that whole found footage genre yeah. because that's they all look terrible visually. They do. It's like, well, they don't have to look terrible. They look. They can look movie quality now. Yeah, I'd like to see um, Unsane now, just to see the comparison in like. Was that his learning curve? Because obviously, was that the first one he did? Is that bad visually? Was he using it as a guinea pig? And is this like the the polished I version? Don't, I doubt that it's um, 
bad because they probably wouldn't have done it again. No, true. And that true. Unsane, I believe, was a theatrical release. So it went to. Do you know can, where you can watch it? Is it available? I don't know, and I can't. Oh, actually, I'll, tell you I'll, what. I'll, I've got my phone here. Well, I was just going to look at Netflix as I'm on Netflix. What's <laughs> uh, it? Unsane. Because it would. Uh, yeah, I kind I of agree. I'd like to see. If it, oh, it doesn't look like it's on here. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, well, I have access to it. And I believe it. it says watch for zero, So, and I have Prime, so I think you can watch it. I, to be honest, I'd like to watch it then, just to see the quality, really. Yeah, I would. Do you, do you want to do that off podcast, or do you want to bring it into a future podcast? We could bring it into... Our normal one. Maybe into our normal one as a crossover, just yeah. generally, because it would be a way of linking this to that, I think. Yeah. But so, if anything, yes, this hasn't made us want to watch more basketball stuff, but it's made no, us no. Want to see more by this style of filming. It hasn't put me off actual basketball films. True. <laughs> I like Teen Wolf. Just I'll political probably go basketball and watch. Films. Uh, yeah, this, the politics doesn't interest me. <laughs> and also, unfortunately, whilst it's not necessarily a bad message that goes through the film, the, the race side of it. Yeah. Again, I'm not the audience. I'm not the target audience for that. And also, it wasn't billed like that in the slightest. No, slavery is mentioned quite a lot. It is a discu- It's a topic point, isn't it? And they have a physical copy of a book by Harry Edwards, who also had cameos in the film as yeah. himself. Um, oh, my 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 thing I said at the beginning about basketball not being in the film as like the jokey intro line was almost about you know the fact that he got given a gift and did not open it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not a fan of. Oh, but he was told not to. He was told he would know when the time was right, and he for didn't. me, I hate he things like that. Someone else opened it. Yeah, so <laughs> he was robbed of that moment. <laughs> yeah, but also, how would he have acted it? Uh, you know, he didn't deserve that moment. <laughs> Zazie Beats did. She well, she can act. True, true. I'm really hard. You know what, this is the third one, and this is the first one I'm going, going all out for one actor here. <laughs> but the thing is, we're reviewing it, we need to be honest, and that's someone might have liked his performance, and if you did, please let us know on our Twitter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's much more we can get from this review, realistically, unless there's any other points you wish to make. No, I think I'm happy to roll on with this, because at some yeah. point, when you've edited this, I've got to listen to this again. Yeah? I already feel like I've I've given enough time to this film. <laughs> well, me too, especially as I split it into two watching moments. You watched two episodes. <laughs> I did, and that was more than I needed to. Uh, I got the edited all in one. Okay, then. So, yeah. obviously, we don't rate these films on like a scale of like 1 to 100 or 1 out of 10, mainly because we couldn't agree on the, the right way to do no. it. Um, so we here on the Manic Film Club simply rate them a hit or a miss to see if the film can get the the much-coveted full Manic rating. So far, they've done quite well. Uh, Private Life was the first one to not get a full, full Manic. You kind of got a soft Manic, didn't it? Because you liked the for, film but didn't really think you'd be watching. For me, I termed it a one-hit wonder. I yeah. liked it, but not enough to watch again. Yeah, but not enough to... F- you didn't dislike it or anything, not enough to, to miss it. No, it was it, no, it wasn't a miss. And that, it kind of... It made yeah. us think, did we need a third yeah. element? Uh, whereas I am Mother... We both just gave hits. Yeah, too, and yeah. it's a full manic. Our first film of the film club yeah. was a full manic. So, 
Tobias. Yeah. High flying bird. Was this a hit or a miss for you? It was a miss. Yeah. Uh, outright straightforward miss. Yeah. This, <laughs> for me, this was this was a miss as well. Yeah. I mean, but I think it was a it was going to take something special for for me to go. This was an outright hit because I'm not the audience. Um, I didn't well, expect to feel as locked out from the film as I did. <laughs> yeah, I didn't they? expect it, but you know. Well, no, and I think that was when you blame. Well, I guess you have to blame the writing more than the subject. Yeah. Because whatever the subject is, it is a film's job to bring you into it. Yeah, and I, I just didn't. I mean, I spent more of the time thinking to myself, "I don't understand what you're talking about." No, right. There are they... ways to put that across to an audience who don't know your topic. Yes, and it didn't do it. It kind of made no effort to. No. You are right about it. It felt like you could do with some subtitles. Just not because of like accents or anything, just because the the dialogue oh. they were using was so I understood, so knowledgeable. I understood the words they were saying. I just didn't understand the sentences they were putting them in. <laughs> I fully agree. So, this is the first ever Full manic miss. Oh. oh, missed the basket. It did completely missed. Bounced oh. off the rim. Actually, it never even got towards the rim. No, <laughs> went into the audience. They punctured the ball. It's some <laughs> some people can pull off the greatest trick shot in the world, and some people couldn't get it in the basket if the basket was thrown at them. So, sadly, that is a miss. Now, if you have different opinions on the film and you've watched along, please let us know over at our Twitter, which is. At the manic, two ends, very, very important. important. So you can let us know on there. Just let us know because you know we're we've already said multiple times this isn't a film that was ever going to be for us. So no. you might have some different opinions. But onwards and upwards is always the best way to carry on moving. So yeah. what are we going to be watching next? Okay, the next film for the manic film club is Triple Frontier. The synopsis being, loyalties are tested when five former Special Forces operatives reunite to steal a drug lord's fortune, unleashing a chain of unintended consequences. It stars Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac and Charlie Hunnam, director J.C. Chandor, who I don't know, but I know the actors. I mean, that instantly does, it appeals to me. I do like that kind of film. I will say, right, just for a moment, when I looked ahead to see what it was, I was like, have I seen this? Should I be taking it off the list? And I, w- I went and I thought, oh, it's got Ben Affleck in. How- and I've seen Ben Affleck films. Uh, and so I went, well, I know there's an actress called, I've seen, I've seen some sort of film like it. And I know there's an actress called Michelle Ang, who's in Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. So I, I looked through the cast list. Of it, I went, I can't see her. So m- maybe this isn't it. Uh, I then thought, well, just to check, I looked up her IMDb. I went, oh, no, she's not in it. Tell you what she is in. High Flying Bird. Didn't notice her. <laughs> <laughs> Who was she? Because I haven't even written her name she down. Was, she was a character called Rachel. I don't remember a character called Rachel. Uh, Who was Rachel? Don't know. Who was Rachel? She's Asian. I don't remember an Asian girl in it. If you know who Rachel is, comment on our, on our Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but if not, if you want to look towards the future, next film we're watching is Triple Frontier. Yeah. Now, that one will be due to come out on Wednesday the 27th of May, so you've got until then to watch that film if you want to watch along in order. If not, just kind of join the fun, really, and just listen. Yeah. I can't if say anything want, else. If, yeah, if you want to vote in the poll afterwards, yeah. with knowledge, you should watch it. So that will be out on the 27th, so you've got until then to do it. Nice yeah, you have. 
And obviously, these are all Netflix original, so they are all available on Netflix. Yes. Well, yes, that's true. Whatever nice. country, I presume. Yeah. yeah I would have thought so. Excellent. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. I don't really have anything else to say about this film. No. I don't, have, I don't have any witty remarks to end this one on because, you know, it was a miss. Yeah, it was. Bit of a shame. First miss had to happen. First miss. It did. Actually, it didn't. It, no, it didn't have to. These are all. These are like the top films on Netflix originals. This is true. In theory, they could have all been hits. Yeah, that's true. But, but I, guess, it, but I suppose I guess the point it. is, everyone likes different things, don't they? Yeah, we didn't like this. We did not. But I mean, at least we agree. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. <laughs> we haven't argued. It. It's not like you loved it and I hated it. No, see, <laughs> getting offended. Why didn't you like this film? We both sort of went. Mm. I was, I what when I was watching it, and I knew that you hadn't yet. I almost kind of sent you the good luck kind of message because well, the thing well, is, yeah. I think I already I had watched the first half before you started watching it. Oh really? Because, yeah, because I watched the first half. It was would have been basically we we tested this video link, didn't we, from yeah. your phone? I started watching it about half an hour after that. Oh no, I took a little while to get yeah, into it cause because I, I say literally I came off of this yeah. and Amanda had a nap, so I was like, well, I might as well try and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, we have mentioned it a couple of times, but we do have the Twitter at the Manic Two Ends. Very important. Very important. If you want to keep up to date with what we're doing, Tobias is doing all of the polls at the moment over oh, on the Twitter. Poll, polls every day. Polls Go galore. Six, right, currently whittling down 64 movie directors down to one favourite. Yeah. yeah. The one you put up either, was it to, either today or yesterday, it was the first one which I probably quite bad of me didn't recognise any of the names. You should have recognised someone from it. It might not have been today's one. It might be yesterday's one. I just didn't recognise the name when I was. Bro- it, it's one of those. That's why with each director, I name, I name one of the uh, films that they've done as well. Yeah. Just in case you don't know, because it's like to be honest, one of my favourite films is Interview with the Vampire. I couldn't have told you who the director was yeah, and, until I watched it just recently. Neil Jordan. But you don't need to worry. They they didn't win in their polls, so they're out. <laughs> <laughs> So you can check out our Twitter, or you can go over to our Tumblr, The Manic Podcast, and just have a look on there. Again, we're updating that a bit more often, mainly to us at the moment. Yeah. Well, maybe once you've watched another film. Yeah, I think I'll have a look at one of the um, the ones that didn't make the main list. Yeah, because you saw Bird Box. I watched Bird Box. I want you to see Annihilation. Okay, well, I'll I'll make that the next one I watch then. Yeah, cool. Okie dokie. I'm interested to see what you think of that. Excellent. Cool. Other than that, we're going to wrap it up. I think it's time to say goodbye. Brap. Don't forget, Triple Frontier is the next film on the 27th of May. I did not ignore that brap. I heard <laughs> it, and I, I, and I acknowledge it in its full brapness. <laughs> and on that brappy note, yeah. Tobias, Sam, say goodbye. Bye, people. Stay Be safe, <laughs> and most importantly, stay manic. <laughs> <laughs>